On this episode of Whale Cave, Karen Kilgariff bonds with her dad over Depeche Mode, Brian Husky takes us inside Bicycle Face, and host Matt Price learns about pop music while returning some spoiled meat. Whale Cave starts now. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for listening, welcome to Whale Cave, I'm your host Matt Price. Hey, that was uh, that was Allie Young right there with a song Drift off her new EP. Allie Young was just named Local Artist of the Month by Amoeba Records, which if, if you don't live in LA, that's a big record store here, it's in San Francisco too. It's, they're kind of like, I love Amoeba, but they're kind of sucking up all the other record stores in the region, but it, but I do love it. But they named her uh, Local Artist of the Month, and I know Allie from high school. Boom! That's right. I'm connected. Deal with it. That's what Whale Cave brings you, everybody. A little musical comedy, and, I, and I, I'm connecting. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm in the middle of the Venn diagram right there. You're welcome, America, Americans, and other people listening, and other nations. Thank you. Um, great people on the show today. Karen Kilgariff is here. Brian Husky is here. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk to both of them. Um, I really quickly, before I, uh, I bring out, uh, first get, bring out, like I'm, I've done it, I've, I'm told not to do this. I say it every time. I'm not bringing anybody out. They're sitting right across from me. Um, but I want to talk about pop music for a second. I don't listen to a ton of pop music, not because I don't like it, because I actually, I, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I, it's not like I don't have access to it, but I'm generally the uh, the 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 things I'm driven to now. It's just not pop music. But uh, recently, and follow me on this, I returned. I had to return some spoiled meat <laughs> that my wife got, and uh, she went to the store. Went to Ralph's, and uh, this isn't an, an indictment of Ralph's, but they just they they sold us some spoiled meat. Okay, so so I but I had to return it because you don't eat spoiled meat. Uh, it's bad, bad for you. So, uh, hopped in the car. My wife was blocking me in the driveway. Hopped in her car, and I was, uh, I was like, "Oh man, I can't plug in my my iPhone." And wait a minute, though, I can listen to some pop music and really get back in tune with it because that's what my wife digs. So this is a segment I like to call "What My Wife's Listening To." I have no intro music for it, but next time maybe I will. Okay, so here's a ten minute ride to Ralph's. Okay, here's what I get on the way to Ralph's. I get a, and I learned a lot on this trip. Katy Perry's "Part of Me." Now, I'd never heard a full Katy Perry song before. I, of course, know Katy Perry's omnipresent, and I, I know a lot about her life, but I've never heard a Katy Perry song. So I'm listening to the song, and uh, and I have to tell you, after listening to it, I don't know what her voice sounds like. It's it, it I, I can't tell you if it's like a is it low? It's not low. It's not high. It's not bad. It's not great. It can't really reach for the top. It, it's just I don't know what if you put in a computer like if you told Siri like play me a sing a song. I think that's what it would be. It'd be Katy Perry's voice. So that happened, and then We Are Young by Fun happens, and I'm predisposed to not like Fun because they have a period at the end of the name. And I just I don't I think I don't understand it. I don't. I guess I don't know. It's, I'm sure there's a very good reason for it, but I don't. I I don't agree with it. I don't know what it is, and I don't agree with it. So I listen to that. That song is, um, it's everywhere now. 
and it's again. I'm this is this isn't a judgment. I love pop music. It's okay. It's fine. And then this happened. Okay, I'm I'm entering Ralph's right. I'm about to get rid of the spoiled meat, and and the radio station's 104.3 My FM plays. Uh, they go old school with Kesha, 2010. And Kesha's another one. She's got a dollar sign in her name, so I'm predisposed. I'm like, I don't agree, Kesha. And also, I'd you know, you, you I, this is where I'm like an old man. I'm like, I don't like the look of her. But I have to tell you something. TikTok, that's a song. That was my jam. That's I was singing that throughout Ralph's. I'm returning the meat, singing a little. You know, I'm, that's a good song, man. So that's I'm on board with Kesha. Okay, return the meat. Ralph's is totally cool about it. Gives me my money back. Super nice. Felt bad. The cashier was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I just, I didn't eat it. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like, fine. Just give me my money. Get back in the car. I got three more songs. Andrew Grammer's Fine By Me. Kind of had a Maroon 5 thing going on. I Google him when I get home. And he used to sing on the Santa Monica Promenade. And I was all like, what? Girl? Kelly Clarkson comes on stronger. Here's another one. Like I feel like Kelly Clarkson used to have this great voice, and I don't know what the pop machine did to her, but I am not. I am not buying that right now. Kelly Clarkson. But then last song, I'm pulling up to the house, and Gautier comes on. The this song has been around. I think the song's been around for two years. I think it was a huge song in Australia, and now it's like the "Don't You Want Me" of the 21st century. Except without the upbeat part in the beginning and in the middle and the end. It's just like this sort of very wispy kind of thing. And and at first I was like, I can't stand the song. But I have to say, I've been singing that song. It, that song has been in my head for days. I don't know what you've done to me, Gautier. But that's that's what I learned. So what 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 what's the point of this whole story? Well, uh, listen, don't overlook pop music, people. I know we're all, you know trying to be on the edge but go to the middle folks there's some kesha in there there's some gautier you can find it you can dance so that's that's oh also and uh, smell your meat before you take it home because the wife didn't do that and uh you know what <laughs> you gotta check it you gotta check it all right that's what i my wife's listening to that's what i learned again if i had some outro music if i was a good producer we do that right now. We don't. So we're going to bring in our first guest. Uh, our first guest is somebody, uh, um, and I say R again. It's me. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of her of her comedy. I've seen her perform. Uh, I, I, I also think I say this a lot in the shows, um, but I, I was a big fan. I've seen her perform at Largo a bunch, and um, and she's uh, and she's here today. She's a writer on Mr. Show and a head writer of Ellen, and uh, very funny. And uh, Karen Kilgariff. Hi. Hi. I have to say really quick. Yeah. I, I was not a writer on Mr. Show. I oh, I'm was, sorry. You're a performer. I was a that's performer. Right. Yeah, that's but right. I wrote that, that down and I just read it wrong. No, no, no. That's actually been, I've gotten that in print a couple times. One time someone wrote that I was the head writer of Mr. Show, <laughs> which I, I am very, I don't want to correct that. That'd be kind of awesome, but Were I don't want to be a liar. I was the head nurse. So anytime they needed <laughs> a nurse, that. I was there, yeah. On Wikipedia, that was not there. No, I have to get back and list it next time. But you um, you and I met at a Yola Tango concert. That's right, because we have great taste. We have great taste, and we do. We are on the edge. We're hip. But you were saying how you opened for Yola Tango 
and that was I did I did want um the, and this was probably 10 years ago it was in Hoboken it was their Hanukkah shows they did like a week mm-hmm. of shows at that club I want to say it's called Max's but I that might be wrong it's in Hoboken and it's the club everyone likes mm-hmm. and I was telling you that that's the uh I'm telling you now that I was telling you before that um, <laughs> that's one of the only times I've ever been heckled and it cut me like out, out at the knees and I and I it was so infuriating like normally I just my standard response to a heckle is thanks dad and people just go nuts mm-hmm. and it's like the old it's so hacky and a million people have done it and do do it but it's very you know people are excited when you immediately have a response and it's good to have a planned response as a stand-up comedian to, yeah. for getting heckled and this night i didn't have anything ready and i didn't expect it because i was doing this joke about at the time <laughs> so dated and bad and i maybe deserved to be heckled but it was like a joke about a Taco Bell commercial where it's like a bunch of dudes eating and then the woman leans in the room and is like what it says tells them to shut up or stop having the fun that they're having or whatever and my joke to that was bitches ruin food and this guy in the audience it was like the word the letter D had just left my mouth and this guy goes and rock shows and Aww. then the whole audience went, oh, like, like yes, like yeah. that, which is you never want an audience full of pity as a no, stand up comedian. No. And also, I it was this thing like I wasn't doing poorly. It wasn't like I was eating it and we were everyone was just waiting through my set like it was it, I right. was having a good time. It seemed like other people were. But this one dude was not. And every I would say once a week since that time, 10 years ago, I have thought of a response to that heckle. <laughs> Like just laying in bed at night. My best one is uh, that I wanted. I wish I had said we better not tell Georgia. You know, like because it's her. She's the drummer. Right. Oh, right, right, right. I hope yeah. she doesn't ruin this rock show. Maybe it would. I will rewrite it from. No, there, that would have been good. Yeah, at that audience, that would have killed. Right. Yeah. They would have cried and then lifted me on their shoulders. But um, at the time, the it was state, more. I was thinking of the state of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I should have or said her Russian, last name. Yeah. Right. The the yeah, country. The country. The liberated country. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. That sucks. But I feel like opening up for a rock band, even Mur- the, I feel like that Yola Tango crowd would be more uh, accepting. Yes. And, and not, you wouldn't, I mean, there's always going to be some idiot heckler. No right. matter where you are, even, you know. Yeah, but I think this guy, it was as if he knew my act and hated knew it specifically enough to know when to say that perfect thing it there was no gap between my last so word weird. and his first word yeah it was really weird and it wasn't a member of yellow tango and <laughs> <laughs> awesome james is standing yeah. in the back heckling yeah. me i thought you were so nice yeah yeah no and rock shows um, and rock shows were you singing or were you doing stand-up or both just stand up that oh, night okay. that night yeah okay because i know that you uh, I've, I've seen you. I saw you recently at that show at Improv Olympic. Oh yeah, sing yeah. that awesome song about um, looking at your phone. Right. But, yeah. And you w- did you start doing when you were singing uh, your own stuff, or was it with Girls Guitar Club? Or yeah, that's how I started. Girls with Guitar the, Club with the musical music comedy. With the music comedy. Yeah. And was it girls? It was with Girls Guitar Club. Yes. Because um, you were saying before when you used to do Largo with that. Or just around, I guess. You there'd be a lot of crossover with musicians and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of when you were saying like if we talk about music and music stories. I was kind of, like, I don't think they're good 
they're not good stories or like a lot of them I have don't end with a bang or anything. But there were just there was so many times where like there was one night where I was sitting in a booth with this guy that I knew it was named Ben. And I knew that often John Bryan would ask him up on stage to play. Mm -hmm. And I knew he also played piano. And so one night after John's first set, I leaned over to him and I said, so when you watch him play, do you get super jealous and mad? And then he was like, no, absolutely not. And like got super defensive. Well, it was Ben Montench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But I had no idea that that's who I was talking to. Right. Yeah. Until later when I saw a video and then I was like, I know that guy. (laughs) And it was like, I'm talking to a legend, like a piano playing legend. So my silly joke was actually kind of like, oh, you guys are actually exactly on par and maybe there would be that. I don't know. I was like, like, oh, is it Ben Folds? (laughs) <laughs> in my head Ben Folds has no sense of humor yeah as we, I was wondering is Ben Folds hanging out at Largo I never no I don't think so no not at all I did meet the, like Elliot Smith was there a lot and he was right. he played at a girls guitar club show one time he was like our he opened for us basically. oh really yeah oh wow yeah and he was super nice and was like he t- he complimented me on our chord structure of one of our songs hmm. which I laughed in his face because it was like we know three chords <laughs> And we're just kind of mixing them up, like shaking the dice and putting chords together. But you're doing it well, apparently. Doing it well enough to impress a music legend. To impress Elliot Smith, who, right. speaking of Gautier, who I was talking about earlier, <laughs> I thought, do you know that song, that Gautier song? Oh, yeah, yeah. That you can't, yeah. How could you not? Yeah. yeah. I think it was in Ralph's when I turned the meat. <laughs> it was playing on the thing. But um, I thought when I first saw that song, I was pissed. I, it like popped up on our XM. Sometimes we'll play when we're getting... Whatever. I'm getting food ready and my daughter's there. That's not important. But the, the song You're will pop up scene. on the TV. I like yeah. It. Here's the picture. Okay. It's a 13-inch <laughs> TV. night. Interior. Yeah. It's on the west wall. Um, but that the, the title popped up before the song came on. I'd never heard it. And I was like, oh, cool. Someone's covering that Elliot Smith song. And then it started playing and I was like, oh, you fucking dick. That's not <laughs> now, the was Elliot it the video where he's naked? Yeah, well, yeah, it actually didn't play the video, oh. but it, uh, it just – it was like one of those like um, – it's not a clear channel, but, you know, it's like an, a, it's like a TV the station. The cable thing. Yeah, Thank it you. just kind of sits there. Because the first time I heard that song was someone posted the video, I think either on Facebook or some website, and it was like, this is the most amazing song. You have to listen to it type of thing. And mm-hmm. I clicked on it, and it like came up, and he was naked, and it panned down, and I just clicked off. And I was like, never listening to that song again. <laughs> right. Terrible song. Terrible concept. Right. I don't want to watch your naked hipster body you only see while you cry. In his defense. <laughs> don't defend him. It doesn't He pan. doesn't need you. He does. Oh, does he? That song's only been out for like three years. <laughs> That's a, that Blown song's by. only everywhere all the time. Yeah. yeah. He, he must hate that song by now. Yeah, he must. Go T.A. Um, you were, all, we were also talking about how you, uh, when you were a kid, you were uh, with your, you were sort of learning, or you wanted to sort of share music with your dad. Yes, music was always very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, was music important to you? No, I was just trying to think, you know, anecdotally, like, because uh, I've always been, you know, they say, like, are you a, a music or a lyrics person? Has yeah. Someone ever why? asked you that? I, was that in the movie Music and Lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Grant asked Drew right. Barrymore that at, right what, before what, they what, fell what, in love. What, 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 were you a music? <laughs> That's my Hugh Grant. Play with your hair. Play yeah. with your hair. Um, so I was a lyrics person. Okay. Big into lyrics. I like to write them down on my binder paper and give them to people and stuff like that. And um, so one time after like my jazz dance class or something, someone had lent <laughs> me the D- Depeche Mode cassette. 
and I put it in. Uh, my dad was a fireman in San Francisco, and he's you know he's like appropriately, or not appropriately, but but ex- expectedly racist for. Irish fireman of San Francisco. <laughs> it's appropriately racist. Appro- you know, the race is the way you expect it, where yeah. it's not specific to any specific race. It's everybody but Irish people are a certain way that he right. can judge them on and knows about. So it's always like <laughs> he would get cut off in the car and like somebody would drive by and they'd be Asian. And he'd be like, thanks a lot, Wong. You know, he'd do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's just like standard. Would he do that fighting fires too? Would he be like, sure, because okay. it's all white people. And- hey, Jude, your menorah light this place up? <laughs> exactly. Or you just right, do it behind I'll- their back. Yeah. Yeah. Just but he would still put nice. out the fire. He wouldn't like No, he wouldn't be so – it wasn't KKK. It was – he still was right. a fireman. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. He wouldn't let it burn. Um, but, oh, he wasn't in the KKK. No, okay. he wasn't. Yeah, I'm I should sorry. I should have started with he's – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> That's where I went. Not a member of the KKK. Okay. So uh, – but so he'd bothered me. I would hear him say these things that they weren't specifically racist, but they were these generalizations. Right. And I was very uh, – a young 12-year-old liberal, and I wanted everyone to be the same. And so <laughs> I put in uh, the, the Depeche Mode cassette of um, the song People Are People, and – on the verge of tears kept saying listen to the words i just want you to listen to the words and he was like i get it be nice to people what's wrong with you it's just you and your dad in the car just me and my dad in a volkswagen bug trying to work out the race relation problems in our family that's amazing yeah i think it worked yeah that that did it yeah he totally he never next time you pass a chinese guy he was like he was like after you sir yeah what an amazing culture you have yeah (laughs) I'd like to learn more about you. <laughs> I'm open to your ways yeah. and how you're different from me. Oh, man, that's great. I can't imagine sitting in my car, any car of any kind, <laughs> with my father listening to any music. Really? Yeah, he Yeah, he, he loves classical music. And every once in a while he'll act like he likes jazz, but I don't think he does. He's faking? I think he's a fake jazz lover. Yeah. Like to sound kind of – I don't know. I, I mean I wouldn't think that would make you sound cool. Well, to classical music lovers, it does, though. That's does? very edgy. Really? Mm-hmm. That's alternative? for. That's insane. Right. Yeah. It's punk Maybe. rock. It's punk rock. Yeah. Be like, oh, I love that Miles Davis. He's great. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. He's incredible. You must be on acid. Coltrane. He's great. <laughs> Dad. Dad. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine sitting there playing him whatever. Yeah, I was really brave. I'm going to play him Kesha next time he's in town. <laughs> Did you hear that she got a, a tattoo in her lip that says, suck it? Oh, really? Yeah. Is I it just read suck that. it, you pull it down, and it says suck it on the inside? I didn't see a picture. I would hope to God it's on the inside so that she has right, choices not- later. But um, I just read an article that said that she did that. Wow. Yeah. So clearly no one is helping her at all right now or with her. No. No. They're well, like- if you saw in the video for TikTok, uh, her parents are just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? They have no control. Right. I don't know if that was taken from her real life. Well, she's also 38, though, right? So she, <laughs> she should control herself. Yeah, she probably, is. Probably, but. Yeah. Well, she wakes up in not. the morning with a bottle of Jack. That's right. What are you going to do? You know, I That's did that jam. myself. Did you, you like that song? What, the TikTok, TikTok? song? Yeah. Come I don't on. know it very well. I want you to get on board. Okay. Tonight, I want you to listen to it. All right. Yeah. What if we sat in a Volkswagen and you played it for me and <laughs> cried? And I'm crying? Yeah. You don't understand. Just like, p- girls party. They yeah. can party like boys do. Yeah. I think I knew of that song, and I honestly did uh, have a serious drinking problem especially with whiskey, especially. So it's not like, it's not all glitter and gold and, you know, jean shorts and boots. It's, you know, it's an ugly place to be. So I don't, I don't. 
I don't. Right, I'm not, not that interested. Right. Well, I mean, I I can appreciate the stupidity of it, but I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't listen to it later, because that is pretty much what the song is. Right. It's, it's kind of like let's be alcoholics. Yeah, and I noticed in again when I was in my wife's car on the way to return the spoiled meat. <laughs> right. Um, a couple of songs. The songs were either about lost love or let's get hammered. Like we are young, the fun song. That's pretty much what it is. Right. It's like let's do this, man. Let's party. Let's work, let's stay out all night. Let's live. Let's live. It made me laugh really hard what you said about Katy Perry, though, because I come. It's so true. I feel like when I'm hearing her song, my something goes mute inside my ear and I can't understand how she's singing like that. Like, right. cause it's, it's a baby. You're a fire. There's a share element to it. Yeah. But, but then it's, it is really girly sounding, but well, it shares a good comparison, but I think it's a muted. Sh- it's like share without the range. It's right. just like mid range share. Right. Cause share can get up there, which is actually sunny. And down there. If you think about it, <laughs> mid range share is just sunny. <laughs> right. That's yeah. just, she actually, that's Katy Perry. She has a very sunny, that, she's basically a female sunny. That's right. She, yeah. she should not ski. No. Oh. But I have to say, those songs like Firework, I could listen to those songs all day long. I don't know much more of her catalog. I got to return some more meat. Yeah, you get you got to get some bad groceries because, yeah. well, there's, I don't, I'm not like a music snob in that way. There's some of those songs yeah. that like, it does surprise me how much I like them. And then I, I was talking to my friend who's a music producer and he goes, oh, there's one guy that writes all those songs. That's why you like like a lot of Katy Perry or a lot of this because there's a guy that basically is like her guy he, well her guy and other people's and okay. he's just like almost like a mathematician with music so he knows like exactly where to put what when to make you as you're listening to it be like I love this but it's not because of that it's new or there's this amazing you know musicality happening it's almost just like right. being manipulated into you know well I read about Kesha just because I'm going to bring it back to Kesha again. Do it. You love her so that's much. That's my new thing. You can't get over it. Yeah, a lot of people when they meet me, they're like, "You're probably into Kesha." <laughs> First thing they then think. you pull down your lip and you're like, "Suck yeah. it, suck it, suck it." And uh, can I return this meat? Um, <laughs> uh, her she her mom is a songwriter in Nashville, I guess. Kesha's mom? Yeah. Turns yeah. out her mom's Loretta Lynn. Her mom's Loretta Lynn, yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. But she's a, a successful songwriter in Nashville, and she taught Kesha how to write songs. And I guess Kesha actually sells, you know, she writes songs, and she's like a fairly accomplished songwriter. She's doing pretty well for herself. So I wonder if her, if she kind of just was like, here's, you said formula, like, here's what I'm going to do. This is just a, the thing. I'm just going to, this is a character. Right. And she's created this character. I bet you. Well, because, I mean, well, these days, all that stuff is so businessy anyway. Like, you don't have time to be like a full-blown alcoholic if you're a Kesha or a and – and you're going to last. You know what I mean? Because right. there's so much work that goes into it. It ruined the Kings of Leon. <laughs> Are they drunks? Oh, yeah. I mean – But I thought they I were Christian. <laughs> what? I thought they were born-again Christians. Uh, well, Christian folks drank. They do? Sure. Oh. <laughs> they drank. They drank. Um, did you want to ever want to be solely a musician or is that just something that came out of your comedy? Um, I think secretly I did, but I was too ashamed to admit it. When you were younger? Yeah. Or secretly now? (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Yes to all. No, um, like when I was young, you know, that's the other thing too. I think that like all those, the girl, that girl music, I think not being good singers is what makes 
young girls want to listen to them because like for me it was Madonna well, the first time I heard Madonna it was like I can do this like right. her voice was relatively terrible but completely in my range and it's she just sang straight out her nose and it was like let's do that like we let's all be famous along with Madonna like right. it made it all seem so you didn't have to be fucking Judy Collins or whatever like you could really be bad and but just put the outfit on and do the dance and like do sell the sex and you'll be fine I right. think that's what that's all about that's why that's so popular so why didn't you was there just a point when you're like nah i'm just i mean were you in, i know you're into jazz dance you seem like you're really into <laughs> jazz dance i was really into jazz dance i did that a lot but did you do when you were a, a kid did you do any like did you pursue the music thing at all like were you in any bands or were you no i was well, i was in musicals but not in i always had like a annie singing voice like really nasal kind of like mm-hmm. that i just learned to sing by singing from the annie album which is a great way to sing people enjoy it my dad would always be like can you sing far far away that was his great that was his great joke <laughs> and it's his fault once again it's my racist dad's fault that i'm not a singing superstar but um yeah so it just wasn't like i knew people that could sing kind of like senior honor choir style like the way they sing on american idol yeah and since i couldn't sing that way i figured i'm i can't do that okay. at all um and i was wrong well because i hear your songs now and i'm like that's these are great you know i feel like they're very great um i think i don't think your voice is first of all it's not i can't imagine ever being nasally it's a very you know sweet kind of i've paid thousands of dollars in classes just to, to come down point. out of the nose to no it, yeah. um well i think it's doing it like it's practicing yeah and hearing yourself back like that's why i can't wear those headphones because hearing myself in a microphone is horrifying to me so um the first time we recorded songs for girls guitar club i almost had a nervous breakdown it was like this is the worst thing i've ever heard why would anyone sit in the audience while we do this like very, really kind right. of you know a, almost a psychological break um <laughs> and i think so then going from there it was like well i just want to want it to be so that it's not terrible sounding yeah that was my goal so i I just practiced a lot and tried to not sound terrible i think you've achieved that thanks totally don't sound terrible not terrible at all no all right not at all all right it's really weird though when i first started doing it doing stand-up wearing a guitar was like the most uncomfortable thing in the world like i actually when i first started doing it i would do stand-up and then i would have someone bring me the guitar on stage and then just do like two or three songs in a row but now i wear the guitar like fucking buck owens and then i just like play and riff and i've brought it all together i remember going out when when uh performing with my old group highly improbable um (laughs) which is a true uh Real name. It's real? That's from my college. Yeah, from college. That was our group. Nice. And then, but we started not doing improv. We started doing bits. And But I remember walking on stage at a comedy club with my guitar and just feeling the audience go like, ugh. Yeah. It's this guy. Right. Doing this thing. Right. But then being really bummed about that. Being like, no, this is going to be great. And was it great? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is like a... But it, was, it took me... I, I didn't understand it. I was like, no, no, no. It's funny. This is going to be funny. And then. But if you think about like comedy music of yeah. the past with with a couple exceptions, I think it's like you, you know, it's like, you know, there was a guy there's some 
comedy. There's a guitar act in San Francisco, and he his big closer was sitting on a cock because I'm gay. And like it's like that's what people expect when right. they see that guitar go on. It's like some hideous parody where you're gonna switch some words around and yeah, you know, and really bring bring the bar down pretty low. That's what they expect. So I like it because then I kind of act like I'm being serious, and then they think, oh no, this is a singer songwriter in the middle of a comedy show, right? And then boom. Boom, you just drop it on him. Boom, comedy. I saw, I remember seeing um, <laughs> a guy warm up for Emo Phillips. Oh. And his name was Comadeus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this gentleman? No. He played a keyboard, but he didn't sing. He told jokes. He had a Casio in front of him. And he would tell Wait, him, you're thinking of Zach Galifianakis. Oh, it was Zach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, my God. Did he have a wig on? <laughs> yeah, he had a beard. Now I'm Comadeus. thinking of it. It's totally Zach. No, it's Comedy. How long ago was this? It was uh, in 1993? Oh, okay. 94, maybe? But he played behind a keyboard, and he would just tell jokes, but then they'd be kind of, you know, just like set up punchline, set up punchline. And and underneath, and he would go, you know, with the keyboard every once in a while. And then, every on occasion, he would lift up the keyboard on the bottom and set applause. Like it taped, <sighs> you know, he taped his handwritten thing right? that applause. Yeah. It was amazing. It was Comedeus. <laughs> Were you in the Catskills when you saw this? I was, yeah. Yeah. That's that when I went to college. Sense. Oh. Yeah. Comedy college? Catskill U. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I, it's, it's, it, there are times when it's ugly. But yeah. then there's like, that just made me think of, there was an amazing band. Um, they had a song called Let Them Eat Rock. What the fuck was their name? And they all dressed up in like the powdered wigs and the... Those kind of clothes, and they were, but they were a rock band. Do you, does anyone know? No, never. What's the name? Oh, fuck. I loved them so much, and of course, I can't let them eat rock. Let them eat rock. They sound like ACDC, but all their songs, all their songs were as if they lived in Mozart's time. Yes, please find it for Matt me. Matt Belknap's looking it up. It's, it's very exciting right now. They're it's so in the hilarious. That's the, to me, that's the kind of like when you're doing your music comedy correctly, where it's like thematic, but also the music is enjoyable. So you're not making people suffer for your one dumb joke that lasts right. for three minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a song called Luncheon that was like really hard, <laughs> like medley sound. It was like, Luncheon. It's awesome. It's awesome to tell people about songs instead of having them hear them. Exactly. Except it's less visual. Wait, and to be this obnoxious, I actually had a dream last night that you and I were walking across the Golden Gate Bridge and it was snowing. No I way. I swear to God. Did your dad drive by and go, hey, Jew. Hey, Jew. Get away from get my away Irish from daughter. My <laughs> and then my hair was still on fire. <laughs> the Upper Crust. The Upper yeah. Crust. They're so fucking great. The Upper Crust? The Upper Crust. They're amazing. We saw them at um, Spaceland. This, you know, this was a while ago. You and Brian? <laughs> Me, yeah, you're great friends. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Wait, the upper crust. You <laughs> the saw them crust. in Spaceland. They're amazing. Are they still around? I don't know. They were they they wore full on. I don't know what that kind of clothing is. Cause I don't know what that era is called. But like the Renaissance, I guess. Yeah. So it was like r- the high necked and the white nylons with the knickers no and way. the buckle shoes. They All were right. um, they were so awesome. But they were like ACDC level rock. Really. Mike, you have to repeat what I'm about to say. They're also college professors. Brian Husky is now informing the group that they're college professors. Brian Husky will be out here next, folks. That's but, so rad. But Upper Crust is apparently college professors. The wow, Upper Crust. Right. Well, we'll Look into to... it. Even if you just get their old album, it's so worth it. It's like the best. Just hilarious. Um, well, earlier today I listened to Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> 
Same, amazing. similar. Yeah. I'm going to go from that to the upper crust. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming to the show. Absolutely. For letting me bring you on. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me out. Yeah. Um, uh, Karen Kilgariff, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Do I just walk away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just walk or away. Or do I hold? Get out of here. You walk away. All right, that was uh, that was Karen Kilgariff. Very funny, Karen Kilgariff. I'm a big fan. Okay, um, that was that song we heard was called "Love Animal" from Allie Young, and uh, download it. Very cool, "Love Animal," uh, or another word for that is "pet." Yes, an animal that gives you love. I wouldn't. I had turtles growing up, so I didn't really have a love animal. So these sort of scaly reptiles. Okay, we're gonna bring out. Uh, we're gonna bring out. Damn it! Why do I keep? Why is that? It makes it seem less I know. like we're sitting at a table. They were sitting at a table talking, yeah, and recording it. You know what? Make it so we're like, hey, why don't you guys come on into the kitchen? I'm <laughs> sitting here talking with Brian Husky. That's what I should do. By yeah. the way, I am sitting here talking to Brian Husky. That's me. Uh, hey. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for bringing me over. Th- yeah, I'm so the, glad you could there. come over <laughs> from the couch, which is six feet away. Yeah. Um, but thanks for being here. Seriously. Brian Husky, uh... Very uh, talented, Ugh. character actor, mm. comedy man, Oof. UCB, meow, legend, dead. 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 Wait, what? That <laughs> means I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, Brian Husky, dead. Uh, but seriously, thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you Good and time. I have had some some interesting talks about music. We had that I, experimental instrumental music band conversation. Yeah, I turned didn't I turn you on you, you turn on you uh, yeah. turn you on to uh oh god, what is they're from Canada. Godspeed you black Godspeed you black emperor. Yeah. Which leads into do do make say think. Have you heard them too? No. Oh they're another do do I think it's do make say think. Do okay. Them in the upper crust, I think. Yeah. Are my two very different. They're similar. They're the same kind of sort of explosions in the sky. Yes, totally. Experimental. Yeah, but the thing I like about Godspeed is their. That's the abbreviation. Yeah, Godspeed. I don't have time to say the whole thing. Right. Okay. I'm really going to get into their music, not their name. I just say God, and it throws people off. I'm like, have you heard God? Have you heard God? <laughs> have you heard God? Yeah. Their songs are great. God's songs are amazing. Plur- huh? You pluralize God? There's just one God. Uh, well, are there? I don't know. Is that? They're always mixing it up. <laughs> yeah. But they're just – they're yeah, their stuff is – I'm sorry. Say the name again. God, oh, I don't, we oh. didn't record this. Which one? Uh, do say me think. Do, uh, do make say think. Okay. Got I it. I think that's what is right. Okay. What is right. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking like some like foreign exchange student who's trying to – That's okay. In the middle of Karen talking, I lost the power to speak. Yeah. No, you, know, you Something did, happened right. and I – You were – I picked it up. I picked it up. Yeah. It'll come back to me. It'll come back. It'll totally come back to me. These little brief heart attacks I have in strokes are – Totally. It'll be fine. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring on the paramedics if it happens. Back to that band. They are better. I think they're better in Explosions in the Sky. Explosions in really? the Sky sounds. Yeah. Do make say think. Thank you, Matt. Do make. Matt Belknap. On. On, on the internet. Um, <laughs> they're just much more dramatic and, and they are the most, like, you know, talking about earnest music. Uh, just they are so serious. I went to see their. More than Godspeed? 
No, no. I'm More the explosion in the sky? Yeah, gosh. Really? Yeah. They seem pretty earnest to me because I saw them play at the Palladium. Yeah. Well, here's the difference. Did they have swag they were selling? Did they have T-shirts and stuff? Or I didn't see if they had merch. See, these guys, these guys didn't have merch. They were selling self-published uh, political manifestos. No. And and uh, poetry books, wow, and and like self made art, like it was basically they were just sort of like all of our friends who live under bridges and think they're poets have these things we want to put out. We'll sell them at our shows, <laughs> but they were not about making money. They didn't uh, talk to the audience when they came out. They just sat down and just started playing. But it was amazing, really. Yeah, it was like just and that, I love seeing that kind of thing when it's just it's just like oh my god, you are so. You're just about music. Like, you're just so – they're so precious about what they're handing over to you and stuff. Right. They're clearly living it. Yeah. As opposed to all the other stuff that goes around it. Would hate to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably be the biggest bummer in the world to meet yeah. them. I but, don't want to read your friend's manifesto. Yeah, totally. Uh, can I just have what T-shirt? His handwritten manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> Limited edition of yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> this is Carl's. This is Carl's. We still haven't sold it yet. Gary's is over there. Ugh, we lost lose. Man. Yeah. Uh, that's It's funny because when I saw Explosion in the Sky, I thought these, this is the most – I guess they weren't the most earnest, but, but I just thought if you're making this kind of music, you really, really believe in it. Yeah. Because they are not playing this on <laughs> 104.3. But, you know, it's weird. I mean, their stuff was used for Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Yeah, for sure. That's and, how I heard about them. And – some other show so it's sort of like you know expo- i mean different strokes. explosions versus god i mean come on right. who's really selling out whitney they played on whitney a lot <laughs> yeah uh godspeed they play on whitney they a play lot. the it's- whole song over <laughs> the 22 minutes it just it drowns out the jokes yeah it's a weird choice but it's brave yeah i like it it goes good with whitney mm-hmm. um but you you also were telling me uh you've been in yes. several bands. Well, I'm sorry, mainly one band. Mainly one band. But you were in a band prior to that. But yeah. you've been in bands. I've been in bands. Yeah. I started. I started. I wanted to learn the bass because I got obsessed with looking at the back of Zenyatta Mandata mm. and just all like Sting was so cool anyway. But Very he just cool. he had the fretless bass and he had the like uh, they're all Fender Precisions, but he had all these different basses. I was like, oh, he's so cool. And uh, so I wanted to learn the bass. And then in high school, we did a cover band called the Winkermans, mm-hmm. of course. Sure. And this is, you know, where you guys was are. That, t- was that was any particular reason or was it a wink at the audience? Like, we're it, covering a song. Wink. It was in high school. Like, I've always wanted to do comedy, but I kept sort of doing everything but. Uh, you know, I would sort of be like, if I did a band, it would be kind of funny, but not totally funny and i've always had a big issue with comedy music mm-hmm. i don't know and you know we were talking when we were off mic that's a term they use in the podcast world <laughs> um we were talking about like if you're going to do a joke band you have to do it like with complete sincerity because otherwise it's just like oh how cutesy is this right gonna be yeah um you know it's like tenacious d has a uh world that they built mm-hmm. you know and you're like join this world so doing that, we were kind of like a cover band, but we wanted to have a funny name, but we wanted to be, you know, we were high school kids. We wanted to be funny, but we wanted to be serious, right. you know, yeah. girls at, at the same time we were nerds. So right. So you can't give up one or the other. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
But I had the same thing when I was in college. I did a band called Bicycle Face, (laughs) (laughs) which uh, I just wanted to do a band. I just wanted to play, and I met these really weird dudes. My roommate, it's the same thing. It's like my roommate and I were stuck in this dorm called Guilford Dorm that was just like, it's sort of like a lost chapter from Revenge of the Nerds of like this was just the the dumb jock dorm and mm-hmm. we were the two artsy guys who got stuck in there and so we were having to survive it. Uh, and luckily, I just I didn't know this guy Chris, but he was my roommate and he didn't play drums. But we met. I put up a flyer, you know, the typical flyers like influences Velvet Underground, Camper Van Beethoven, <laughs> um, and so this guy showed up, Mitch McGirt, Mitchell McGirt, and he had like a <laughs> tragic uh really long mullet in the back and spiked on top and he wore these really short shorts like <laughs> kind of like up to ball sack level and he would just come over go and, on and please keep going up the pants and you just show up and we're like this guy's really weird but he was a really good guitarist and he had a really good sense of humor and we just started playing and my roommate learned drums we didn't have a drum kit so he played on trash cans for a while mm. And we just started in ninth grade just to do something. And and I just started playing in a band like, you know, you sort of like, oh, now I'm a musician. If you're 18, 19, you're like, yeah, this is my chosen right. career path because, yeah. you know, we got to record something. So this is what's happening. Yeah. So I did that for all of college. And then kind of tragically, like a couple of years after when I should have moved on. With Bicycle Face. Yes. With the face. With the face. And we, so we had like not – we in in North Carolina, which is where I'm from, in Chapel Hill, there was, for whatever reason, oh, I know what the reason was. They wanted to sell records. They were like, oh, this is the next Athens, or this is the next Seattle. They really had this. There's a lot of focus on bands that are coming out of there, like Archers of Loaf and uh, Metal Flake Mother, which eventually became. They morphed into what was that jazz uh, group? Um, oh, can't remember the name. They played them a lot on NPR. Uh, they had a song about hell. I like, don't remember. You don't remember know. them? No. Oh, uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, okay, okay, That's okay. Um, those, those guys in Super Chunk, uh, you know, that right. whole scene. And so we were part of that, and we were with this this record label called Moist Records, which, <laughs> which is basically like two two trust fund kids who were like, hey, man, let's do a record label. Yeah, cool, sign all these bands. And... Uh, we signed up with them because they signed this band, Monks of Doom, which was the second incarnation of <laughs> Camper Van Beethoven. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was without, you know, uh, David Lowry did Cracker, and then all the other guys who were much more, you know, they were like essentially like an art jazz band. Cracker, an underrated band, I think. Yeah. I kind of like Cracker. I kind of like Cracker. Yeah. I liked Camper better. But that, was, that hit my sweet spot of like, these guys are amazing musicians, right. and their lyrics are really funny. But I don't think of them as funny, you know. Right, right. They're like, they're like good jokes in that. They're it, clever. Yeah, they're yeah. clever, but not over the head. Um, and yeah, so they signed those those guys, and we signed to that same label. And we're like, that's it. We're done. It's it's happening. The dream is on. Yeah, because yeah. you're what? You're twenty. Were you signed in college? Or were you signed right after college? Col in college. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. But you know, it's the same thing. It's like a local label. But it, it, at that time, it doesn't matter. Like, you can record anything. Yeah. You're still like, I can't believe this. But those guys, instead of calling Germany for for a meeting about distribution, they would fly there. 
And they'd be like, <laughs> you really didn't have to come here. We could have talked on the phone. Right. <laughs> and I'm Russian for some reason. Yeah. Um, but they would, you know, they just they just burn through money. Uh, and it just all collapsed. <laughs> moist, moist collapsed? Moist collapsed. Oh, man. Oh, man. But there is a, there's a storage locker somewhere in North Carolina. It's just filled with product. A lot of bicycle face. A lot of face. A lot of metal flake mother. Um, what Jenny want? No, what? Yeah, what Jenny wants? I think that's right. Um, um, teasing the Korean, I think was one of the. <laughs> Karen Kogaris' dad's favorite band. Yeah, God. Teasing the Korean, just just hateful. I'm kidding, hateful. Karen. Karen. Come on, come on, stop making your dad cry. Come on. Mm-hmm. That must have been the great because I remember when uh, my uh, aforementioned college comedy troupe, Highly Improbable, which would. Uh, it- perform outside of ann arbor yeah <clears throat> like if we got hired to play in like the <clears throat> royal oak you know there's a comedy club up in right. michigan and we were hired once by this like engineering they had like a party whatever yeah some summer graduation party that was the we thought we we made it yeah we're done we this is it yes like 20 years old well, playing our, freeze tag for money yeah our yes. thing was the big the big milestone was playing at this this venue in uh, Chapel Hill called the Cat's Cradle, which is really good. It's sort of like the the uh, is it the forty watt club? Is that what it's called in Athens, Georgia? Um, so when we got and we got to open up for uh, Robin Hitchcock, oh cool, which is I loved him. I was totally like, oh my god, we may. Have. And then we got to open up for Mojo Nixon back when he was doing stuff. And so this, you know, we were going from in our town. 120 people maximum and they had like 600 people in there so we we're like we're huge but you know it's all it's all the rush the rush of that one moment so what and what kept bicycle face i mean what how come you guys didn't pursue it further um it just run its course it, <laughs> it totally run its course it's funny like that just hearing that question because it's sort of like like anyone want to know why? people want to know what i mean was I'm getting it, a lot of tweets right now yeah please was it the was it the incest scandal that right. broke you guys up no it just was yeah it run its course uh, but it wasn't a label to do anything with we were also oh, so moist records collapsed collapsed and that Nobody was, else was interested. And so that's pretty much that. I could see why that would do it. Yeah, that would yeah. do it. And then there's also our guitarist too. I, I'm friends with both of those guys still. He, Mitch he's, McGirt. Mitch McGirt. Yeah. Mitchell McGirt. He Gert. is a genius, but he is also kind of a lunatic. And he was, I think he was a little depressed. He was sort of, mm. he uh, hung his hat on like, this is going to work out. I don't have to do anything. Sure. And then afterwards it wasn't quite working out. And I started to get into photography and uh, I was kind of pursuing that. So, you know, it was just kind of losing the fire a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. if McGirt is depressed. Oh, poor McGirt. You're taking pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, There's no money coming in. Chris Longworth, the drummer, is starting to get in. He's a sculptor, so he's starting to get into that wow. stuff. You guys were very artistic. Woo! We love art. God. Was, was the lead singer doing paper mache? But, no, Mitch was the. Oh, he was lead singer and guitarist. Well, yeah, we would. If you wrote a song, you would sing it. So he wrote. It was like a two to one ratio. A okay. third of them were mine, and then the others were his. So, and I'm not. A, I'm not a good singer, but he's he's got a good Buck Owensy. He's a weird. I mean, he loves. He loves like garage rock and Buck Owens and bad hmm. metal. 
And then Chris was really into like uh, Einstrutzen Nelbauten, is that how you say it? You know, that German crazy noise band uh, from the early 90s and um, Bauhaus and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was really into Felton Underground and R.E.M. and Camper. So is this weird what we ended up with? People say, like, it sort of sounds like they might be giants and meat puppets played <laughs> in a garage. So we never had any direct sound we wanted to do. So there's, right. there's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of inconsistency. Face was trying to find itself. But the face had – we had a face, but where's the soul? Right, exactly. Like, where's the voice behind the face? Right. After a while, the face needs <sighs> – Makeup? I don't know. A little makeup. A lift? Yeah. A wig? Something. Something? Yeah. It's just a face on the floor. Yeah. So let me pick it up. <laughs> eyes without a face. <laughs> face without the eyes? Yeah. Sure. And then when you came out here, though, that was it. There was no mm. Mm. no more bands. That was it. It was a... No, I, I when I moved to New York, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, because you were in New York doing UCB stuff up there. And yeah, because I moved to New York to do photography, and then I became friends with Rob Cordry and then we started doing comedy. So very circuitous path. But the thing is, like I always knew You were destined. Oh my God. When it's written in the ancient scrolls, you can't <laughs> fight it. You know what I mean? Ye old Brian Husky. Ye old there will be a bold. Probably man. more ancient than that. Yeah, I think it's like the forties. Yeah, that's a yield. Kinda, yeah. That's yield. pretty oldish. Totally. Shoppy. Shoppy. Um the uh, what was I saying? Oh or Rob Cordry. New York. Oh, and so I'd always, I always wanted to do comedy, and Mitch was super funny, super funny dude. But a lot of our shows were just us doing bits, and people getting pissed off that we weren't playing. Like, oh, Shut. bits within the show. Yeah, just like long rant, <laughs> rambling rants at the audience and with each other and stuff. And they're like, "Shut the fuck up and play." <laughs> are they pre? Were they pre-planned? No face bits or these no. are improvised. Just totally improvised. A lot of it was. A lot of it was. Mitch had really crappy equipment that he refused to fix or get updated. Mm. So I would have to vamp while he's feeding back or trying to get his distortion box to work. So I was like, <laughs> so you try to keep people entertained. Yeah, you know, keep it light, keep it moving. <laughs> What's up, ladies? What's up, ladies? Because you can't really do any of your solo bass work and stuff. That doesn't carry. No. You know, the audience just gets really tired. And that is the Sting model. Sting would go on long yeah. digressions. Totally does. I remember my first uh, police concert. was just like, is this a stand-up show? Yeah. Like, Sting is very not funny. No, we saw them at Dodger Stadium a couple years ago. Yeah. And Sting was just like really? hilarious riffs. Was he serious? Was he no, like, no, I was no. going to say. I don't think they said one word right they might have they you know they're except for your traditional like hello los angeles i do yoga and fuck my wife for four hours <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um we don't hate each other <laughs> today loots but we this one's about loots <laughs> what a disappointment i know once you start to get into the the ancient modalities you're like ugh and that should have tracked with my, you know, it's like I really liked them when I was young. It's like it should, I should have just followed along. Yeah. But the adult, no. No. It went way off the I road. went. I went. I left them at synchronicity. I was like. You I mean like, when they quit? Yeah, when they quit. <laughs> I left them when they stopped putting out albums. <laughs> when they were just tolerating his <laughs> bullshit. And even, go, I liked Ghost in the Machine. But it's like when you start to get, it's like, oh, this all starts to feel a little concepty. 
And for him to have an album about Jungian theory is like, shut up. Right. Really, please just... I wish Stuart Copeland had kicked your ass more. <laughs> I, t- I did talk to Janet Varney on, about Russians for quite a while mm. on Dream of the Blue Turtles, mm-hmm. which was probably his first mm-hmm. big digression yeah. into that world. Jazz. Yeah, you got a little jazz. I even hated the videos for that. I think they had that had that kind of weird aha animation stuff where he's like playing right. and they'd step out and their shadowy vibrations right. would They're be behind them. Amorphous, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever – I mean, not that you'd ever get fit the face back together. Sure. But do you ever think, oh, you know, it'd be cool to, to is there is there that side of you that's like, there, I'd like to, you know, place. get the face out and, and yeah, place, you know, yeah, no, totally. My bass is really screwed up right now. But I played with, uh, uh, do you know Scott Armstrong? Yeah, yeah. So he's this writer, comedy writer that I've been friends with for a long time. I perform with him, and he and another buddy of ours recorded four songs under this band called Toboggan when we were back in New York and that was super fun. Why are band names so funny? I know, I know. Especially that. I mean, anybody in their 40s is like, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's called 400 Guys Named Doug and uh, it's pretty pretty yeah. great. Um, but There's that... Not, you can't have a not funny band name. Yeah. And I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Anymore. Um, the consonants? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, see, there's hilarious. nothing you can... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. How about so, but, God? Hilarious. Hilarious. God with a period at the end of it. <laughs> so you guys recorded a couple songs. Yeah, and it's, and it's super fun. And so, yeah, I do miss it. And I miss using that part of my brain. I think it's a really, you know, it like really does kind yeah. of, it's good. It's And, and my daughter just got a violin. Um, or we, we got yeah. her a violin. And she, oh, she didn't buy it. No. <laughs> she said, hey, I earned some money. Yeah. Wow, you're a... I was at Sam Ash today. Yeah, plucky five-year-old. Took the bus. <laughs> so I'm really psyched to That's start great. seeing her. And was that you? Were you pushing that, or was she? she she's like, like, I gotta learn an instrument. She was really. She just said, "I want a violin." She had seen a violin, and it seemed really cool. And I think she's got an ear. She can sort of. You she's know, got the face genes in her. Oh my god, she's got. I mean, she's Mitch's child. I should mention what? that. So it's fine. We're we are a band. We you just share. Went, you went McGirt. We went McGirt. <laughs> got McGirty. Oh, I want you. Let's get dirty, McGirt. You know, I wish. I mean, this has been terrific. But Mm-mm. if if Mitch McGirt walked in right now, dude, I'm. He is. He's is he in, still. Is he? He's in uh, outside of Atlanta. Okay. He's not playing. Um. I wish he would. I think he might have started to sort of play a little he's bit. Not playing, he's, he's not playing. He's not playing music. He's right? not. He's, he's not playing. No, he. Both. He's play, okay. Playing. Okay. He, he's, he's not. He ain't okay. playing because <laughs> okay. it's time to raise some kids. Right. But he's not playing. So he's got kids. Yeah. He's outside of Atlanta. Yeah, but you know, going back to what he said, we did have an offer for a bicycle face reunion this summer, and we couldn't pull it off. Oh man. It, it, I. They needed to know if I was available in July, and I had no idea. Mm. And. It would have been in uh, Carolina Beach. Down. Oh. So it's like a guaranteed drunk crowd. Loving but it, it. But we did do – this is – and I was like, this has to be our last one. We can't be pathetically like, another reunion tour. It's like the Guess Who's original roadie. You know, you see these sort of right. like – it's no one in the original band yeah. or, or they're just so aged. You don't want to see them. Um, but we had a, a reunion thing that was so great and so – perfect and such a great show like we played the crap out of the songs i was like that's i'm done how how long after the face broke up that was i was still in new york so that was maybe 
seven, five years, five to six years, I'd say. Wow. Maybe a little longer. You know, I'll tell you, um, if Whale Cave could get the funds going, mm. maybe we could convince you. Yeah. That's part of my thing with Whale Cave. I kind of want to get bands back together. That'd be great. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, we'll have a big reunion show. I regret. Yeah. I wish I, I really. In the park? <laughs> the Somewhere park? in L.A.? Is there a park in L.A.? Part of it is, I mean, there's a big fear. Like, I don't, I, I would just like, I don't know how my hands, I mean, I hope my hands would just go back to knowing right. and moving. It's in your stuff. blood, man. Is it? I've been in a lot of car accidents since blood. then. No, okay, maybe it's not in your blood. Yeah, I've broken okay. several parts of my spine. So you could re, we could relearn it. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, thanks for coming on and talking hey, about thanks. the face. I've wanted to talk to you about this band for a while. I wish you know. I mean, the the there are stories, there are Mitch stories that have to be told at some point. Yeah, he, he's just amazing. You, I think you've wet the appetite. Oh, sure. And th- I don't want this to sound like God. I really let me come back on your show, but I'll just hang out. And just I'll be by for all the recordings. If you want me to jump in, I would love you to come back. First of all, th- I would love that. Okay. If you sat because you jumped in before, yeah, and it was perfect. Yeah, I just happened to be. I mean, I would love you to do that and come back as an actual guest. Great. Who's invited? Okay. So you'll do whatever. Can't tell you one more thing. Yeah. You can go to iTunes and we can, you can get uh, the faces on a, iTunes a collection called the Remastered Bastards. Me. Yeah, it's like our singles and stuff we never released, and then. You should have, I, I, w- I would have started with that. Well, you know. I would open th- This is for the people who are really like, okay. The face fans that yeah. are waiting. I know what this is about. I'm yeah. not going to just jump on this like, oh, cool, some music. And now I know who this guy is, what face is about. <laughs> now I can understand the songs. So they can go to iTunes. It's on our bicycle face. Yeah. Can you get any of the, uh, the Winkermans? No, no. Okay. No. Okay. We'll think about that. Okay, yeah, let me for see. next time. Call the guys. Let's see if I can get. I, I just need a tape player and something to digitize. <laughs> All right, that with. Let's do it. Let's do this, guys. Brian Husky, we did it. We did it. Yay! We cured diabetes. We cured diabetes. <laughs> By the way, all the funds from this go to diabetes. Great curing. I want to uh, thank Brian Husky, uh, Karen Kilgariff, Matt Belknap, who not only uh, uh, serious engineering but some serious research. Yeah. And big Kesha fan. <laughs> closet. Uh, now I'm a closet Kesha fan. Um, and Allie Young, who uh, her, her EP Love Animal is on iTunes. Please download it. We went to high school together. And thanks for listening. Here's another excerpt from Allie Young's music. Later. Bicycle voice. ground will soak them up Everything you thought was a firework was done 